Big Rab Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out g1reads.com as they keep the lights on here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there everyone and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. How you doing? Hope you're all keeping well out there in podcast land because yes, another week has rolled around in the piping scene and we've got a lot of news to talk about. Oh, there's been competitions aplenty and brand new music on the horizon. We've got a lot of stuff to bring you this week, including our topic of the week, which is quite a cool interview um, with someone... Uh, yeah, that we've been hoping to get on the pod now for quite a number of weeks, so looking forward to this week's topic. But uh, yes, before we get into everything, first of all, let's do the introduction then, shall we? Yes, everybody sing along. One, two, three. This is the Big Rap Show podcast. <laughs> we are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping scene, including Celtic music, folk music, or our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming. Each and every week we talk about what we know and love to be the music of the Great Highland Bagpipe and its people. Yeah, I think you've all had that memorised about now. Yeah, and like every other podcast out there, we do have a Patreon. So please do consider going over there, clicking on support. And yes, every click of support really does mean the world to us here on the Rab Show team as we're doing what we can to keep that big wheel turning. And uh, yeah, every click really does help us a lot and uh yeah you'll get treated to a whole dose of extra content uh for your trouble uh, yeah you get weekly episodes of our fuse fm balamoney radio show so you can download that and have two hours worth of a live radio show uh wherever you go every week and uh, at this point there is hours and hours and hours of live radio up there on our patreon if, if anything there's probably way too much um we might need to start taking some of it down at this point um anyway and there's episodes of rab show plus of course and there's exclusive interviews performances loads of stuff back there uh, so do consider giving that a wee bit of a click and uh yeah you'll be part of the patreon faithful and you will be immediately awesome Indeed. Well, with each and every Big Rab Show, we like to kick off each episode with listener mail. And uh, yeah, this week, I want to talk a little bit about some of the hater mail that we got last week. Uh, Believe it or not, yeah, ourselves in the Rab Show, we do open the door to hater mail. And some of it can be a little bit warranted and unwarranted, I suppose. And we're going to talk about those that are warranted. Uh, We had a number of complaints last week saying that the news section and update section of last week's podcast was simply too long. Too many stories, too many directions of travel, and uh, just too many points of reference to try and note down and remember. Uh, So, yeah, we had some complaints about the duration of our news segment. So, Yeah, this week we'll have a little bit more of a streamlined approach to our news and updates and stuff. And we'll not talk about everything that happens. But that's kind of been our bread and butter here at the Rab Show. So, uh, yeah, we do take criticism. You know, we understand that it's coming from a positive place to try and improve the pod and all of that. So that's what we'll do. So this week we'll have a little bit more of a streamlined approach to our news and updates. So hopefully that'll make sense this week. There you are. Uh, but yes, as far as other listener meals concerned, it, it's mostly all about preparations for future episodes. Uh, we got a lot of uh, commentary back, actually, about Big Rab Show TV. And 
yeah, hopefully that we're not going to completely give up on the idea and that we are going to continue to try and develop it. And yes, to answer your questions, uh, yeah, we will continue to work on Big Rab Show TV. Uh, that has not disappeared uh, from our crosshairs. We do have plans. In fact, if anything, I'm recording this now on the 1st of June. Uh, we have plans to do a bit of a feature episode of Big Rab Show TV on the Costa Mesa games. And we'll talk more about that in a minute or two. Uh, so, yeah, just tomorrow on the 2nd of June, uh, we'll be doing an episode of Rab Show TV all about the Costa Mesa games. Yeah, and we'll see how it goes. You know, we're testing the waters here. Again, trying out ideas, seeing if it works. But if it doesn't, hey, we can send in more hater mail to our email address, bigrabshow at gmail.com. <laughs> now, do you know something that hasn't happened here on the Big Rab Show for quite a while? Now, I mean months and months and months. We haven't received any voicemail. And uh, that's... Yeah, about to end, because we've just got a voicemail in, just today, in fact, as I'm recording this. So, good friend of the show, Josh McEachern, of course, of the Chandler Rad Podcast, sent me a voicemail here to the Rab Show. And uh, let's say I had a wee bit of editing to do. <laughs> so, uh, let's hear what Josh had to say in his voicemail, shall we? Oi, Rab, it is your boy, Josh, from the Chandler Rad Podcast Real quick, with a voicemail for you. One, Big Rab Show TV. Yeah, you fucked it up. Worst things have happened. Uh, People fuck stuff up all the time. I fucked up a lot of things, and hey, you fucking tried. So, one, don't name it Big Rab Show TV. Name it Big Rab Show Flicks, because nobody watches TV anymore. They all stream. You stream, that's the whole point of your goddamn show. Uh, Two, Ticketed shows. You have to have tickets. These things cost money. I know I know that y'all have socialized medicine, so you think everything's fucking free over in the UK. But it's not. Nothing's free. You gotta you gotta, you know, pay for all these insurers and the goddamn booze and the fing vendors and it, it, it the pipe bands, the judges. It costs a lot of money, brother. So uh yeah. Pay your fifteen pounds, enjoy it, and Preferably pull your phone out and fucking help Rab cover the show. <laughs> Josh, thank you, mate. I appreciate that. Yeah, and you dang near broke my beep machine. What's going on here? I can only hit that button so many times per voicemail, man. Crazy. <laughs> and if anything, I noticed as well that your dog was agreeing with you in the background there. That was class. I loved that. Uh, but yes, to address your point, uh, the title of Big Rab Show TV, unfortunately, that's probably going to stay. Uh, we've, we went through various different iterations of it, uh, including Big Rab Show Flicks, believe it or not. Uh, we were talking about Netflix, Disney Plus, and all these other streaming services, and us lining ourselves up along with them. Uh, no, we're certainly not in that kind of, you know, we're not in that enchilon of streamers. Uh, yeah, we're a small, you know, podcast i guess so yeah we called it rapture tv and i guess that'll probably remain um as for the tickets and everything this was following a conversation that we had in last week's pod where there was a bit of controversy around charging for tickets at major championships as we found for the uk championships they're charging eight pounds per head entry for that that's here in lurgan in northern ireland and then for um i think it's for inverness i think that's 15 quid uh for that one for the euros uh, so yeah bit of controversy about that because yes we have had ticketed events of course and that is nothing new um but the price of it and where it's set, it's um, 
it is a concern, and it has been raised by folks who are possibly going to be attending these events, thinking, is that is that a friendly price that we would be happy paying? And even at that, we know that, you know, I think by good authority that the RSPBA themselves see very little of that actual gate return. So that a lot of it goes to either the production company that run the event or to the local council area and stuff as well. So, yeah, it's I guess it's one of those things people, you know, either love it or hate it. And it's caused a bit of a stir in the piping scene, let's say. Uh, but... As you say, Josh, we're quite happy to pay that money and go and enjoy our incredible music. Uh, So I guess that'll continue. Uh, So yes, if anyone out there does want to hold a camera for us, uh, like Josh suggests, uh, then please do get in contact with us. We are still actively seeking volunteers to help us with Rab Show TV. Uh, So our email address is always bigrabshow at gmail.com. And if you also have your own voicemail to send us as well, uh, please have a little less swearing in it. It'll it'll make my job a lot easier. <laughs> We're a family show, Josh. Dang it. There you go. That's about as, uh, as rough as we'll get over here. Uh, <laughs> but yes, really appreciate the voicemail. And if you would like to send yours in to, again, just record it on your cell phone and email it to us, and we'll bring it here to the pod. Now... That brings us to one of our usual segments here on the show. Yeah, you guessed it. It's time for Word of the Week. It's time for Word of the Week here on the Big Rapture Podcast. Patience. Yes, this week's word of the week is patience, but for many different reasons. (laughs) I experienced it myself this week with my own plane. Now, yeah, it's just one of the common questions I get asked. Rab, are you still piping? Uh, Yeah, I am. I'm still learning away in the background and, uh, yeah, continuing to have very different degrees of success and failure, I suppose. But uh, one thing that learning how to bagpipe is teaching me is patience. It's something that's been, I've been very humbled (laughs) on a few occasions where I think to myself, yeah, I think I've got that tune. You know, I've got those last three bars there. No problem. I've got it. And then I would meet up with Matura or whatever or try to play along with the recording and then, you know, record myself to, you know, to self-critique myself and then realize, Rob, that's shocking. (laughs) You're playing like a bag of bottles. What's wrong with you? Uh, So... Yeah, very humbling, I suppose. So, yeah, I've been learning patience, I suppose. I've been kind of a bit harsh on myself, thinking, you know, by now I should have that tune. Come on, Rab, you've been working at this now for weeks. Why haven't you got it yet? But, uh, you know, it takes time. It takes time to get it into the old memory banks and stuff. So, uh, yeah, patience is this week's word of the week, I suppose. And not only does it ring true for my own plan, but it also rings true for other projects that we're working on here on the Big Rab Show team. And, well, obviously, Big Rab Show TV is taking a lot of patience, and we'll get there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, for all our future shows, um, we've got a couple of specialist episodes that we've been working on now for what feels like months, and we're now reaching the closing stages, and I just want to publish them now, but I can't. I want to do the proper job on the editing front and make sure it's the best possible show that we can present. So, patience. I am learning patience (laughs) through bagpiping, through podcasting, through life experience, I guess. And that's why it's this week's Word of the Week, and perhaps it may well help some of you folk out there too, who may be getting frustrated with your own playing or that. And yeah, just to remind yourself, 
show a little patience. You know, you'll be playing that tune in no time, but just not right now. It just takes a bit of time. And I guess that's why we're in this game, you know? (laughs) We're not here for the immediate gratification of, yep, you can play that hornpipe. Yep, you can play that Jake Nobler. Yeah, we're in it for, yeah, this will take months for me to learn how to play this tune. And once I have it, then I'll have it. So, yeah, it's that. So that's what we're at. That's this week's Word of the Week, Patience. Now, let's get on to Weekly Drone. Now, I have to say, we've actually received in some Weekly Drones this week. uh, But uh, I have to mention that our voice of Weekly Drone is away on a family vacation to Italy. How very dare he. (laughs) So, shout out to JD. I hope he's having the best possible time away on vacation with his family and everyone there, his loved ones and stuff. I just hope he's all having the best possible crack. I see he's been uploading photographs and stuff to Instagram and it all looks very pleasant. He seems to be having a great time. Uh, But, unfortunately, he's unavailable to record any weekly drones this week. So, yeah, there's no weekly drone this week unless you want me to read them. And I don't have the delivery that JD does, for sure. So, there you go. So, yeah, sorry, folks. No weekly drones this week. But we will have them on a future Big Rab show, guaranteed. Once JD has touched uh, base back home again and he gets a microphone in front of him again. Indeed. So, that all being said, there's no weekly drone this week. Apologies. Right. Like I said, we're about to get into what will be quite a streamlined version of our news and updates and we've got quite a lot of them and again i have to say for those of you who are subscribed to us or following us over there on youtube then yeah give us a shout over there because each week we are producing our news and updates now as a a video that will be featured on our socials every week including our youtube so yeah why not tune in and watch the video as well which has all the points of reference and photographs and videos performances all that stuff so yeah it's been a bit of a labor of love and we love putting it together so why not go and check it out on YouTube? Well, alrighty, that's it. The introductions are done. The word of the week and all of that's all behind us. Time for me to go and take myself a little short break at this point. Then we're going to get into our new streamlined news. <laughs> Do you wish piping could be fun again? Bagpipers around the world continue to struggle with their instrument, despite hours of hard work trying to get better. Bagpiping should be fulfilling. Your hard work should pay off, showing improvement and the freedom to express yourself musically. Or why do it? The Dojo University believe every piper should be able to free themselves from musical frustration, proven over more than a decade of successful teaching and accessible anywhere with an internet connection. The Dojo is unlike any other bagpipe learning experience in the world. Let the Dojo channel your enthusiasm into a fun and fulfilling program that will empower you with the knowledge to fall in love with piping all over again. So go to dojouniversity.com forward slash big grab and take advantage of our 30-day free trial of Dojo Premium Membership. Join the global community of students today and rediscover the fun of bagpiping. DojoUniversity.com forward slash Big Rab for a 30-day free trial. Ah, yes. 
This is yeah, time for the news and updates, indeed. And uh, yeah, let's get into it, shall we, without further delay. So, it's the 1st of June, and we've got a lot of ground to cover. So we're going to do what we can to whistle through every story that has hit the news and updates and stuff. But as I say, all of these stories are available on our social media. So if you do want to hear more information on these, as we're trying to skim through them this week, uh, then please do head over to the Big Rab Show Facebook page, our Twitter, or indeed our website as well, where everything is linked together which is thebigrabshow.com where full information on all of these stories will be available there you are all right Let's get into the first news story then. The BBC Young Traditional Musician of the Year Award is currently open. Yeah, for entries. So if you are age 16 and uh, between 16 and 27, then you are eligible. And if you would like to enter for this competition, then the closing date is the 26th of June 2022. Yeah, so if you are interested in applying and seeing what all your plan requirements are and all of that sort of stuff, including all the previous winners as well, you can go to bbc.co.uk forward slash young trad, or you can even go to the website projects.handsupfortrad.scot. There you are. So, yeah, the BBC Radio Scotland Young Traditional Musician of the Year 2023 is shaping up to be quite an awesome competition because I do know that a lot of folks there from the Royal Conservatoire could well be competitors at this. And when you look at the list of previous winners, it reads as a who's who of the trad scene. So, yeah, if you are interested in competing in that, aged 16 to 27, then entries are open now. bbc.co.uk forward slash young trad. Get your entry forms in. Now, over this past week, we had a couple of announcements, uh, both from the Piping Live Festival and from the World Pipe Band Championships as well. The World Pipe Band Championships, according to the RSPBA and the Glasgow Life, they have confirmed that the World Championships will be happening in Glasgow. And uh, we already knew that. Uh, It was already in the calendar. It was confirmed at various different AGMs and whatnot that it was going ahead. But uh, for some reason, the press got a big announcement there this past week that, yes, the Worlds is happening. Yeah, we we knew that. Uh, But, however, uh, one slight complication with the World Championships is that there's no actual tickets for it yet. This is June, and uh, we haven't seen tickets for spectators revealed for the World Championships yet. So... That's kind of up in the air. People have been asking me, can you buy spectator tickets? And the answer is no, not yet. They're not available. As to the reason behind the delay, no idea. Um, But we are hoping that we'll get an announcement soon uh, from Glasgow Life or even the association, the RSPBA, to see when we can get these tickets. Um, It kind of runs into another little news story about the World Championships that may well be causing this delay. However, that's just rumoured at the moment. The World Championships live stream footage and coverage, I suppose, apparently it's still up in the air. Yeah, BBC Scotland and the RSPBA are still in negotiations to try and sort out the World Championship coverage. Now, as far as Glasgow Life are concerned, they put out a, a, you know an announcement saying it's going to be BBC... Uh, up to the BBC for them to announce it, whether they'll plan to broadcast it or not and that doesn't bode well uh, you guys know the world championships are live streamed across the globe and uh, the audiences for this both for the friday qualifying and the main finals day on saturday there's hundreds of thousands tune in to this you know this is not a big rab show stream where people are doing it on their cell phones 
This is a proper HD quality sound and, you know, full production here by the BBC. And it does take quite a bit of money to run this. And uh, whenever you consider they, the BBC arrive and they cover it like a live sporting event. You know, they have all their satellite trucks and everything. And they have, you know, cameras on cranes and they've got, you know, full production here. And uh, it seems that it's up in the air still at the moment. We're not sure if it will go ahead or not. Now, we know that that has a lot of people very annoyed uh, because, yeah, we know that a lot of people can't actually make the journey to the championships this year and uh, are hoping on hope that they can tune in from their living rooms wherever they are around the globe to enjoy it. So, yeah, the news that this might not happen is really worrying. Uh, So, I have had a good authority, though, that negotiations are still ongoing. Uh, they are meeting regularly to try and sort out whether this will happen or not. Now, ourselves sitting on the sideline, we see that the ticketing, the spectator ticketing, could well be a reflection into this situation. We know that BBC Scotland spent a crazy amount of money having to cover this event And uh, we know that the RSPBA themselves want as much coverage as possible for piping fans around the world. It's one of their biggest showcase events. And the delay on ticketing may well be a reflection on the amount of money that it may be required to run the live streaming. So they've yet to set ticket prices for this. That's my belief. Now, that could be just a rumor. This could be stuff, but Rob got drunk. But I'm trying to reach a reasoned conclusion here. Uh, We haven't seen tickets being released yet, and we haven't seen confirmation of the online live stream. I think the two could be some way connected. Maybe they're not connected at all, and I'm just full of nonsense. Either way, it's an interesting one. And for sure, as soon as we hear more information on the world's live stream uh, from BBC, uh, or even on tickets and everything for the World Championships, we'll definitely let you know uh, as soon as we know. Take it like that. So yeah, be sure to tune on, on the Rab Show social media where that story will be reported as it breaks. Indeed. Talking about piping live as well. As far as I'm aware, uh, we haven't had any information yet in the in-person tickets, although we have some on the online live stream. You can buy a festival pass for online live streaming for piping live. It's £75, which may seem a little steep, but wait till you see what you get for your money. Oh, this is good. All right, so you'll get the Silver Chanter event, the Piping Live Masters Peabrook, and MSR events. You'll get all of the lunchtime recitals every day. You'll also get Al McDonald and Friends and Bera. We'll also have the LBPS presents Yehillians, Yelolans. That's to come. Uh, you'll also have the Pipe Idol Grand Final. Which, to be able to watch that on a live stream, is that's amazing. Now, I know I've always wanted to get to Pipe Idol, but it's always jam-packed. You can never get in, get in through the door. So, yeah, you'll be able to watch it on live stream. Pipe Idol is part of the Festival Pass. You'll also get the Gordon Duncan Memorial Recital Challenge as well. And, I'm not done, you'll also get the closing concert with Fred Morrison Trio and Paddy Keenan. Oh, my God. Yes, the festival pass for your online live stream. 75 quid might seem a little steep, but seriously, the amount of live stream piping action you're going to get that week, it'll be like you're there. 
<laughs> Seriously, that's hours and hours and hours worth of entertainment there. Uh, so honestly, I think that is cheap at twice the price. So go along now, pipeandlive.co.uk, and all your information there about your ticketing and everything, uh, including your online live streaming and full FAQ is up there for you to read. Very, very interesting, along with that full information of all of the concerts and performances and competitions and Wow, is all I'm going to say. What a collection. So, yeah, shout out to Pipe and Live. Very excited for this upcoming festival. And uh, it's just awesome to see that you're going with the hybrid model, by the way. Absolutely. Absolutely made up for that. Can't wait for that. So, yeah, we'll be doing our special uh, Pipe and Live preview show, of course. We'll be doing our own Pipe and Live picks of the events that you should be attending. And, uh, yeah, I dare say a good lot of them will be live streamed online by the Pipe and Live folks themselves. There you are. All right. Moving on to another little news story. The RSPBA have found themselves a new chief executive designate. Yeah. So the RSPBA Association has designated Colin Mulhern, Mulhern even, as its next chief executive after two years of searching and one failed appointment where somebody was appointed to the job but stepped away from it after a very short period of time in office. Uh, So... Yeah, they've just apparently just completed their first week in the headquarters following, you know, the acceptance of the role and everything. And according to all of those present, apparently Mr. Mulhern, Mulhern is doing quite well and has no comments at the moment on the post of the role and is just kind of learning the ropes. He's apparently received a very brief introduction and, uh, yeah, he's getting the hang of things, I suppose. So, uh, yeah. By all accounts, we have a new chief. Now, we haven't exactly been formally introduced or anything. We don't know who this person is. We just have a name. That's all it is. So if anyone out there knows who Colin Mulhern is, then let us know. Uh, But there has not been any formal announcement. There's been no introduction. We don't know who this person is, where they came from, what their background is. Do they have any experience in the piping scene? Do they... You know, do they know their piping section from their tenor section? I don't know. But I guess, if anything, it's a little bit of a positive because now, finally, Ian Hamilton can hang up the brogues and finally retire. Yay! (laughs) Now, I have to say, I am, yeah, I'm a bit aggrieved to see Ian Hamilton leave because, to me, he's the voice of the world. Come on. There's no other voice out there that could do the world's justice, I don't believe. Ian Hamilton is simply iconic for the World Championships. Uh, so, yeah, he will be definitely missed. And I think during his tenure, he definitely had some some struggles. But he honestly, I think, seen the branch through some, or the association, I suppose, through some pretty troubled times and done quite well. Exactly. So, yeah. We are waiting to hear more information on this brand new chair that they have designated. Uh, So I guess we'll wait and see. Now, we've reached out to the association, of course, and it has fallen on deaf ears. And according to other media outlets as well, including PipesDrums.com, yeah, again, it's been falling on deaf ears. Uh, No statements, no announcements, nothing. Uh, This person seems to have been slotted into the role in secret, uh, it appears. Uh, But yes, RSPBA and all of that, we're waiting on an announcement uh, to get a bit of an introduction to Colin, whoever he is. And uh, yeah, shout out to PipesDrums.com, who has published this story um, about this appointment. So we do hope that it is accurate and uh, that is news. uh, But I guess we're going to have to wait and see until we hear it from the horse's mouth themselves there at uh, the RSPBA, indeed. So, we'll wait for that. 
All right, on to our next news story. Uh, well, I want to just drop this in here as a little throwaway. Uh, the Pipe Idol competition that we mentioned there, uh, entries for which have now been extended up until June 10th. Uh, it was felt that the deadline originally for the Pipe Idol competition was seen as a little tight. Uh, so to give players a little bit more time to prepare a bit of a, you know, repertoire and everything to prepare for the competition to see if they're ready. Well, yes, deadline for entries for the Pipe Idol competition is now up to June 10th. That has now been extended. So, yeah, we do know a few folks listening to the show may well want to compete at that. And, uh, yeah, we've been telling you that the yeah the deadline would have been passed by now. But, yeah, it's been extended now uh, through to the 10th of June. So you still have time. There you are. All right. I want to give a little mention to a bit of a job opportunity. Uh, thanks to the Scottish Schools Pipes and Drums Trust and the Beatrice uh, Foundation, they're working in partnership to create a new role uh, to... Yeah, for a brand new bagpiping tutor with Inverclyde Council. Now, this will be for 23 months on a fixed term and the salary will be between 29 and a half grand and 39 grand. Not bad. Now, you have to have some essential attributes here. You have to have a recognized music degree, a diploma, all that sort of stuff, as well as experience in the piping scene, obviously. And, uh, yeah, full information, of course, is available on bagpipe.news. If you are interested in taking up this post with Inverclyde Council, it's there and it's currently open at the moment. So, yeah, get your applications in. Uh, you can go and visit myjobscotland.gov.uk if you are so interested. Or, as I say, visit that article on bagpipe.news uh, for the new teaching post that's available. There you are. Alrighty. Now, I am very aware over the past weekend, as us here in Northern Ireland were possibly doing our Saturday practices, that there were a couple of competitions in the United States that we're definitely aware of. Uh, first of all, we're turning our attention to Michigan and the Alma games. Yes, we are aware that Alma was nothing short of a roaring success. We had a grade 5 competition, grade 4, and I think we had a grade 2. I don't think we had any grade 3. Now, I have seen performances by the City of Chicago Pipe Band who, yeah, appeared to have it all their own way there in grade 2. So, lifting it, yeah, <laughs> not a bad performance at all by the City of Chicago. Also, uh, coming up in second place then for the MSR in grade 2 was Midlothian Scottish as well. Uh, so, well done everyone there. In Grade 4, MSR, the winner was Alma College. Not bad. And for Grade 5, the Quick March medley went to the Caber Five Pipe Bands. Yeah, on the Sunday then for the medleys, uh, again, City of Chicago lifted that one. On Grade 4 medley then on the Sunday, it went to the 87th Cleveland Pipe Bands. Yeah, and again, on Grade 5 then lifting the medleys, uh, again, or the Sunday, sorry, was the Caber Five. Kimberfy Pipe Band. There you are. Now, this is me. I will notoriously pronounce names wrong. And I got a few complaints about that last week as well. Uh, but I, this is what I do. I pronounce names wrong. So, yes, if you could please tell me what the correct pronunciation are, or is, then let me know. See, this is me. My grammar's terrible, man. Shocking. But, yes, and also shout out to all of our soloists as well that were involved in Alma. Uh, I'm aware that a good lot of you were competing on the day, including in the open grades as well. So, yeah, just well done to everyone involved. And, yeah, we are trying to cut down our duration of time here for all of that. But if you are interested in the results and everything from Alma, we have all of those up there now on the Rab Show social media. Yeah, so there you are. Shout out to everyone there at Alma uh, in Michigan. So, yeah, what a fantastic game. It looked to be a great crowd, too. Great conditions, sun was shining, and uh, quite a large audience showed up for that one. Yeah. Now, speaking of large audiences, yeah, our next competition that happened was Costa Mesa in California. Now, the, the audiences for this 
were massive. And looking at the you know the video footage and photographs that we've seen online, it looks to be quite the event. Uh, so yeah, that kind of bodes well. We're looking forward to going to California now for the Monterey Games. <laughs> yeah, but there you go. Looking forward to that in July. Um, but yes, Costa Mesa was this past weekend, and uh, yes, we have to give a special mention to the City of Angels pipe band who made their debut performance at Costa Mesa, and they managed to lift the Grade Four MSR. Yeah, on their debut. Marching in there and winning the competition. That's no small thing. So congratulations to everyone there at the City of Angels Pipe Band. Um, I'll be honest, I have yet to see a performance. I don't think I've seen a video clip of the band's performance yet. So I'll have to check that out. But shout out to you guys, brand new, on the grass and lifting a title. That's not bad at all. Also then, uh, looking at Grade 3 Medley, on the day it went to the Kevin R. Blanford Memorial Pipe Band. Fantastic stuff. Well done, everyone. Now, <clears throat> as I said about Costa Mesa, ourselves in the Big Rab Show will be doing an episode of Big Rab Show TV on the Costa Mesa Games from California. Yes, thanks to a good volunteer out there who was actually attending the Games, they managed to film a good lot of performances for us. So we'll have an episode of Big Rab Show TV for you uh, tomorrow night on the 2nd of June. Depending on when you're listening to this, it may already be up there. And that will be on our Facebook page, our Twitter, our YouTube, uh, Facebook, everywhere, basically. Yeah, just look for a big rab show. You'll find us. And uh, yeah, we have an episode all about the Custom Mesa Games live tomorrow. It'll be all sorts of fun. Looking forward to that. Now, again, I know I'm bouncing back and forward, but this is another piping live story. Now, they're talking about their online live streaming and stuff and events opening doors. At the moment, they are actively advertising for volunteers to help them with the festival. Now, this is quite a unique opportunity uh, where you can go and help with the organization of these events. You can be an usher, even, you know, you can help, you know, be a stagehand, stage manager. You could be working with sound, lights, you know, front of house, back of house. You could be everywhere. And, uh, yeah, they're asking you if you have to be 18 and over. Uh, but, yeah, they're asking you to come and help. So... Yeah, if you are interested, go to pipeandlive.co.uk and there is a big page up there all about volunteering at the festival. You have to be available from the 6th to the 14th for the duration of the festival. And uh, yeah, they have detailed some of the things that they will cover, such as food and travel. So yeah, if you are interested... Definitely consider going along. Now, as I say, I'm going I'm to go through the official list of what they have here. You could be helping with ticketing, batch, backstage hosting, event setup, event hosting, retail, social media, digital marketing, and food and beverage. Yeah, so you could be doing a bit of bar work as well. So, <clears> hey, <throat> hi. I know a good number of people have volunteered for the festival over the years and have had the best possible time. Uh, so, yeah, if you are interested in being a volunteer at this year's Pipe and Live, now is your opportunity. There you are. Alrighty. Moving on to another little news story that broke today. Uh, the Ukrainian national team uh, are attending in Scotland for a bit of a football match. Now, the gla- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Now, the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland welcomed the Ukrainian national football team and their fans to Glasgow with a stirring rendition of the country's anthem in Kelvin Grove Art Gallery and uh, Museum. And I have to say, honestly, there wasn't a dry eye in the house. It was such an incredible gesture. Uh, this was all thought up by the director of the National Piping Centre, of course, Finlay MacDonald, and uh, a pupil of his, Alistair Campbell. 
where the band actually took time to learn the national anthem and, uh, you know, show support and, you know, all of that with their continuing struggle against the Russian invasion. Now, we're not going to be getting into the politics of all of that, but to say it was quite an emotional moment. And there's been a statement here as well, taken from members of the band, saying that it was emotional uh, playing the national anthem for them after everything that's happened. And, uh, yeah, the band members said themselves that it did feel important to play it as well as it means so much to so many people. And uh, to think of that emotion in that performance, I have to give full credit to the National Youth Pipe Band, who really did play it incredibly well. Now, this is all ahead of a friendly soccer match, I think, uh, between the Scotland football team and the Ukraine. And, uh, yeah good luck hope you all have the best possible game and uh yeah it's just awesome to see the piping community do such a thing for both the team and its fans such an amazing gesture there by the national youth pipe band of scotland fantastic stuff guys well done all right now i did promise you some new music didn't i at the very top of the podcast well yeah we've been keeping a, a track on this now for a number of weeks and months since kyle warren released his book eat sleep pipe repeats we were aware that kyle was busy working behind the scenes on a hmm, a little bit of a sneaky project he's been putting up little photos and stuff little teasers of him working in a recording studio and then suddenly on may the 29th bang it happened we got a huge announcement from kyle warren to say hey by the way do you remember that thing I was working on? Well, yeah, it's a brand new album. Oh my God. Yep, it's a brand new album from Kyle Warren and it's called Relentless. Oh, can I just say that, uh, yes, ourselves in the Rab Show, we are in a bit of a privileged position. We work in the media and in radio and stuff. And this past week, actually, on Fuse FM, just last night, we played out a couple of exclusive tracks from this album. Oh, yeah, we got a, an exclusive uh, pre-release copy of Relentless. And uh, can I just say, this one gets the Big Rab Show seal of approval. Absolutely. Now, yeah, we don't do this too often. The last time we gave the Rab Show seal of approval was for uh, Ross Miller's album when it dropped. Uh, so that was a wee while ago. Uh, so, But yeah, this one, Kyle Warren, Relentless. Oh my God. Yes, it's incredible and i can say that now because i've heard the whole thing and it's been stuck in my car stereo now ever since i got the preview copy it's just been brilliant uh so yeah for more information of course you can now go and actually pre-order it it's available now on kyle warren bagpipes uh, you can go uh, tr- trust me all right we're gonna have to bring kyle on the show to talk about this because seriously i'm not going to be able to do it justice here on a new segment uh but yes kyle warren's brand new album called relentless is going to be released on july 1st it's cur- currently available for pre-order where you can go and grab it now it is 12 tracks of absolutely blistering tunes a lot of them actually are tunes from his eat sleep pipe repeat uh book and everything uh, but there's a lot of guest musicians on here. The production value of it as well. Oh, just fantastic. Uh, when you consider uh, Jack Smedley uh, was on fiddle as well. You know, Jack, we had him on a previous show. He's from Rora. We had James Lindsay as well, bass player with Brayback. Whoo! And Scott Wood was the producer. Oh, come on. And we had Craig Murhead as well, who's playing keys on piano and all. Seriously, folks. This album is ridiculously good, and I cannot wait to get Kyle on a future show, hopefully with a bit of luck, and we'll talk all about this incredible release, Kyle Warren, Relentless, out July 1st. 
Go and pre-order your copy now, and then you're going to know exactly everything that I'm talking about. Because seriously, this album is so good. Anyway, yeah, so no doubt we'll be playing out future tracks of it on the Big Rab Show on Fuse. So if you do want little sneak peeks and stuff, then, um, well, you were treated to some there last night. And it did create a bit of a stir, let's say. Uh, but <laughs> a little bit of a stir was an understatement. Uh, but, uh, yeah, folks have been already asking for us to play it again. And we will do our best to get more tracks from Relentless on the show, of course. Alrighty. Time for another little bit of a news story, then. Following the Kids With Cancer charity night, you guys remember there was quite a special moment where the Field Marshal Montgomery Drum Corps, under the leadership of Gordon Parks, uh, that era of the Drum Corps made a return and done quite a special one-off performance of their drum salute entitled Giggles. Well, it was announced on the night at the Kids With Cancer night that there was actually a documentary filmed about how the drum corps met again and performed again after years of not lifting sticks or drums at all. So, uh, yeah, the documentary Giggles is now available. You can now go and purchase tickets for it and watch it. It's a pay-per-view because, obviously, money from the documentary will be going to the Kids With Cancer charity. So we have shared out all of those details there, of course, or you can type it into your search engine. Tickets are available through eventbrite.com, and it's the Giggles documentary. That's what you're looking for. So all proceeds are going to the Kids With Cancer charity. And, uh, yeah, I have seen the documentary and it is honestly fantastic i yeah it's just full of humor and uh, a lot of old friends meeting up from that you know field marshal drum corps from back in the day and just seeing their process of how they put together a drum salute that they hadn't played for over 25 years uh, yeah it's quite an interesting process and such a cool documentary so definitely go and check that out grab your ticket for it and help raise some money for charity indeed Alrighty. Time to move on uh, for one last little news story, I suppose, before we get into everything else. I wanted to do just a little bit of a reminder. I know we've already done it already, I suppose, at the start of the show, and we're talking about ticketing of competitions. This weekend in Northern Ireland is Cookstown competition for the Mid-Ulster Championships, and we're very much looking forward to that. Uh, but uh, as far as a cover charge and that, I'm not entirely sure. They may well be charging for parking or something. No, don't know, but we do know that there will be charity collectors there as well. Uh, So, yeah, as for a cover charge for Cookstown, we're not entirely sure. But the following week, then, is, of course, the UK's in Lurgan Park, and there is a cover charge for that. And that has surprised some people here. So please do consider going along to the Visit Arma website where you can look and everything and buy your tickets in advance so you don't get refused at the gate. Now, people have been asking, can you pay at the gate? Uh, Answers so far have been yes, uh, but that is, I suppose, until they reach capacity. Uh, So please do secure your spot at the UK's, and don't be disappointed. Buy your ticket ahead of time so you're guaranteed entry. There you are. So go along, check out the Visit Armagh website, and that's where you can go. I do know, uh, however, we've been receiving reports that there has been problems with the website, so maybe ring... Uh, if you are experiencing difficulties. So, yeah, give the council a bit of a buzz if you are having problems. Alrighty, just wanted to put that in there as a bit of a reminder for folks. Yeah, get your tickets for the UKs if you haven't already. All right. 
I have to mention a bit of a special announcement just yesterday by the Bagpipe Refurb Company. And yeah, over the last 12 months, they've been working away on several different projects over the last few years. And one of which they finally announced just yesterday is the brand new MH Highland Bagpipe Reed. Apparently they've been working away behind the scenes, refining, testing, designing, and now it's time to finally release it. The reeds come in various different strengths and everything, uh, both easy, and easy, medium and hard. And if you can order direct, of course, through bagpipefurbs.com forward slash shop. There you are. Now, apparently these reeds um, are really quite interesting because uh, Ali Levesque has been using them and they've sounded really quite sharp. So... Quite good. Uh, apparently, these reeds are designed to be played in sharper chanters. And uh, so, yeah, definitely worth checking out. If you're in the, the market for some brand new reeds and possibly trying ones that ones haven't played before, try the MH Reeds by the Bagpipe Refurb Company. There you are. Indeedy. Well, in case you've been living under a stone, well, Thursday the 2nd of June is the Queen's Jubilee. And there's various different celebrations all over Northern Ireland and the rest of the UK for such an event and i am very aware that a lot of bands here both in northern ireland and around the uk will be playing at such events so if your band is out there parading performing entertaining at all then please do contact us here on the big rab show and we'll give you a shout on the the day of the jubilee indeed uh, so we are aware i think Rivara pipe band are heading to al kilkeel for a bit of a parade and stuff as well as a, a whole plethora of other bands um not just singling out Rivara, but that's one that I'm aware of. Uh, but yeah, there's loads of great uh, Jubilee celebrations going to be around the UK uh, tomorrow and the rest of the weekend. Uh, so yeah, plenty of bands uh, out and about and playing all ahead of Cookstown competition on Saturday. Indeed. All right, I have to give a bit of a plug then to Modern Piping. Yes, the next uh, volume of Modern Piping uh, will be released very soon. And yeah, I have to give a mention to Robin Ada McKay. Now, we've had Robin on the show now a few times, and Robin's actually going to be featuring in volume 30 of Modern Piping. Uh, So Robin, of course, is a member of St. Lawrence's Toolpipe Band. And yeah, she's been on the show here many times before. Uh, So yeah, just awesome to see that uh, Robin is putting pen to paper and composing some tunes and also getting featured in modern piping is no small thing so well done and congratulations to robin ada mckay and if you are interested of course you can go along to mdpiping.com and go and check those out yeah the latest uh the latest volume will be available very soon indeed Alrighty, one last news story, and I promise this is the last one. <laughs> I have to give mention to the Simon Fraser University Pipe Band and one of their videos uh, where they marched off playing a tune and it really raised everyone's attention going, Ooh, what was that? Well, I can tell you, it was a tune composed by Bob Worrell, the legend himself. It's entitled Bob Cooper of Winnipeg. And this apparently was the first outing of the tune. And uh, the band was very proud to play it. Uh, So, yeah, I have to give a shout to SFU, who actually published it then as a result. Uh, Thanks to Bob Worrell and his permissions and everything, now we were able to share this music around the globe. Uh, Because, yeah, the video did go completely viral because no one had heard this tune before, but it sounded amazing. So everyone was like, oh, hold on. What's that? And uh, yeah, then Bob spent the next, like, I don't know, two <laughs> next week or so answering, yeah, it's one of mine. It's one of mine. Yeah, it's a, it's my tune. If you want the music for it, yeah, okay, I'll try and get it. But thankfully, the SFU Pipe Band have published both the piping and the drum scores for it as well. So if you are interested, go along and check that out on SFU's uh, social media. Definitely worth checking out. Alrighty. Okay, I'm going to squeeze in one more news story. All right, come on. 
I'm going to squeeze in one more. I have to give a mention this week to Tartan Tunes. Yes, I have to give a mention to those guys because this weekend uh, they have quite a special show, actually, uh, for bagpiping fans. They have on their show this weekend on Sunday night, Lauren McDougall. Yeah, I'm a huge, huge Lauren McDougall fan. If anything, I've been trying to get Lauren on the show now, for the rap show now, for a few years. Uh, but our schedules just have never lined up. He's an incredibly busy guy. and uh, Yeah, really looking forward to this appearance on Tartan Tunes, where he'll be on for a quick chat, a bit of an interview, and a few for- a few performances as well. Looking forward to that. So shout out to Lauren McDougall. And uh, yeah, if you're listening to the show, mate... Yeah, we'll have to get you on the pod sometime, man. We, we have to have a chat. It's been the longest time. So, yeah, looking forward to that show. So, shout out to Tartan Tunes, Peter and Davey. That, and yeah, very, very much looking forward to that for sure. Yeah, bit of a Lauren McDougall fan, indeed. Alrighty, well, that's it for the news and updates this week. And I am absolutely positive that we have missed out on a lot of stuff this week. But we are trying to streamline as much as possible. Uh, So, yeah, if there are any news stories or that that we have neglected to talk about this week, then please do email us in, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Or, yeah, even if you think that we should do more detailed stories rather than this slimmed-down, skim-through version, uh, then, again, let us know. Your opinions matter. (laughs) <laughs> bigrabshow at gmail.com that's where you do it alrighty time for me to go and get myself a big cup of tea now at this point I reckon yeah it's time for the topic of the week McLennan Bagpipes by North Carolina artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McLennan from Euston, Scotland they don't strive to be the biggest fastest or the cheapest they do however meticulously craft a small number of warm and stable sounding instruments of heirloom quality Roddy has followed this philosophy for over 30 years and continues to evolve with innovations like the Elevation Chanter. Designed with North American bands in mind, providing a lower pitch, rich harmonics and strong, clear projection, Elevation Chanters provide a stable platform for a thick band sound. Check out BespokeBagpipes.com for more information. McLennan Bagpipes, born in Scotland, made in the USA. The British Drum Company is driven by their passion to create the finest marching drums for those who recognise and value the highest of standards. The Axial Series is the British Drum Company's flagship pipe band range. Axial's distinctive aesthetic owes much to its X-frame cage system. This futuristic hardware is designed to complement all of the amazing shell finishes on offer, such as the Phantom, Smoked Walnuts, and the very popular Merlin finishes, of which there are three new additions for 2022, Platinum, Violet, and Emerald. The bass and tenors now come with Georgian oak hoops, which feature their head stress management system, and wide mass claws for all-round better tension across the heads. The British Drum Company's Axial Series is innovation defined, designed and engineered for you to look amazing, sound amazing and feel amazing. Wallace Bagpipes. Quality, pride and passion made in Scotland. Proud bagpipe supplier to the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Visit wallacebagpipes.com for more information or contact your nearest dealer.
Ah, uh, yes. Topic of the week time. And uh, this week we have quite a treat for you. Yeah, now this is a play uh, that we have been talking about here in the Big Rab Show now since its launch at Pipe and Live in 2018. And it's hard to believe it's been so long ago. Um, but we get chatting to David. Yeah, David Colvin, who is the, I suppose, the creator and actor of this incredible play called Thunderstruck, which tells about the life and times of Gordon Duncan. And it's such an interesting story uh, about how this play even became about and how it came into existence. And then also the reaction of the play as well. This has been winning awards around the globe. Not just here in the UK, but also in Australia. And uh, there's been awards aplenty. And we've been following the story since this Thunderstruck play actually hit the stage for the first time. So now that we're seeing that Thunderstruck is actually heading out on a bit of a UK tour... For the rest of this year, uh, they're going to various festivals, including the Fringe Festival. And, uh, uh, yeah, they're all across the UK with dates aplenty and, yeah, ample opportunity to go and see such an incredible show. Well, I took the opportunity before he actually hit the road. Uh, this was recorded a wee while ago, just before he was about to get out there. Uh, yeah, I had an opportunity to catch up with him and hear more about this incredible show. So, let's welcome David to the podcast. So, welcome to the podcast. David Colvin. How are you, David? Are you well? I'm very well, Big Rab. How are you? <laughs> yeah, I get my full title as Big Rab. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Big Rab. Big Rab. Come on. <laughs> well, the reason we have you on this week's podcast is because there's been quite a lot of exciting developments with the show that you're involved in, of course, Thunderstruck. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk more about that. But first of all, I want to talk about yourself personally, first of all, before we get into the whole story and everything. Uh, can you tell us then about your own bagpiping background? How did you get started with piping? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, um, my bagpiping background is, is uh, not as romantic as you might think. Just uh, uh, an old uh, pipe major from Fife uh, walked into my primary seven class and asked if anyone would like to play the bagpipes and 12 year old me put my hand up and uh that was more years ago than i care to admit but yeah i mean went through the the novice juvenile world champions luck ellie high school juvenile world champions yeah we have to give them a shout yeah come on luck ellie high school yeah well i was at the worlds again a few years ago when i was at piping live with the play i went to the worlds and i think it was the first time i'd been at the worlds in a long time but i i did hunt down luck ellie high school to see see how they were doing it was great i didn't have I wasn't there to look at like Simon Fraser or you know, <laughs> yeah, field marshal or anything like that. I made my way straight to the novice juveniles or Colin <laughs> and watched go. the great luck early high school doing the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was smashing. So yeah, and then I did a few seasons in, in grade one with uh Dizer, but I mean at that time we were we were going through so many different um pipe majors. Um went to university and then uh I, I suppose my uh, my band career ended at that point, but my my piping just turned into I think something different, and I just it just became. Firstly, I was just doing it for friends and weddings, and you know how it goes. But and yeah. then I just, then I just the love of of what I do, of how I play, just then came into it, and uh, and and that's all I've been doing ever since. I don't actually think I've got the discipline to go back to band play. People keep asking me if I, if if I you know go back and do a season, you know here or there, like mm-hmm. even grade three or grade four. I don't think I could. I just don't think I'd have the discipline to to do that, that to be that precise with everybody else. Uh, I don't know if I'd be able to do it, but yeah, yeah. that's I suppose that's it in a nutshell. 
it's a different animal, isn't it, really? And if anything, that brings us oh, straight, yeah, straight into our topic, actually, uh, talking about Thunderstruck. Thunderstruck, obviously, is the story of the late, great Gordon Duncan. And let's face it, if anyone listening to this podcast right now doesn't know who Gordon Duncan is, there's something badly wrong. <laughs> yeah, uh, but Certainly if they're involved in the piping world in any way, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. A giant figure in the piping scene. So... Can I ask then, how did you come across the story yourself then initially? How were you introduced to the story of Gordon Duncan? Uh, well, uh, I mean, in terms of being introduced to the story, I mean, I was I was a young paper at the time, uh, you know, going through the novice juvenile and juvenile grade. So I think obviously I wasn't an actor or a writer or anything like that back then. But I suppose in terms of being a young paper in the sort of late 90s, but we we were sort of at the forefront of what was old and what was new and 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 that sort of new sort of exciting style of piping you know was popping up on yeah uh, and on but sheets of music you know there was no iPhones or YouTube back then but uh, but this this music and these CDs and you know made the rounds and yeah. people used to listen and were getting very excited with them back in the day and also stories of Gordon which you know were sort of a, a mixed bag of a little bit of truth and then it's like an awful lot of folklore like an awful lot of exaggeration <laughs> followed him around as well i think yeah by the time stories of like gordon got to me and you know, it was all sorts of um you know wild stories some of which he turned out to be absolutely true i have to say but, um, <laughs> but yeah so, some of which were um hugely exaggerated so like in terms of that this gordon has always been there in terms of my my piping development like i was just at the right age to to be sort of torn between these sort of two worlds that were going on, yeah, uh, and, that, and that's it. Of, yeah, that's just what we were saying there well, about. Well, no, that's. What, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, that's right. I was just going to say that's that's the the story isn't really a biography as much. It's not really the story of of Gordon Duncan, and as much that it, it you know it doesn't it doesn't do it as like an A to Z of everything Gordon ever did. Mm. It's it's more of a it's more of a look through someone else's eyes, someone who's who's watching Gordon do his thing. And I suppose if you go back to the sort of history of um, great theatre plays or great films uh, it, about uh, genius, especially musical genius, it's always well, nearly always uh, told through the eyes. Well, it's actually nearly always told through the eyes of someone who can't do it. <laughs> and uh, yeah. and that's the the I suppose the role I take in the play. That's it. So uh, you, I've come from the pipe band world, which is very regimented, and then went to the trad scene, and then have seen how those two worlds interact, and that's very much a huge part of Gordon's story and his legacy too, because you know, he was very much involved in the competitive scene, but we all know what he achieved in the Celtic and folk scene. You know, um, so does the show actually reflect that kind of position? I think that the the the, the play, uh, I suppose, it, it very much takes the standpoint that you know, and other people were involved, and I'm I'm very well aware of that. But we're we're interested in Gordon, and the, mm. the play takes the belief, I suppose, that that bagpipe music was essentially one thing before Gordon Duncan, and uh, something different after Gordon Duncan, uh, and uh, and he was at the forefront of that innovation and the quality of the music uh, using you know these extra notes, for example, uh, you not know, to go into the extra rhythms and the tuning and the tape on the bagpipe and all that sort of stuff, but even just the extra notes, it just sort of changed the repertoire. I mean, I think that's it really. Is you had yeah. bagpipe repertoire before Gordon Duncan, and then it, Gordon Duncan comes along and 
all of a sudden there's an explosion of possibilities and uh, and for some that's enormously exciting and for others it um, it really wasn't <laughs> and and i suppose that's that's what's interesting in in terms of theater is that mm. conflict is that is the fact that there and i suppose even to this day there are some who who uh, I, I don't think that the highland bagpipe is uh, should be um playing around with those sorts of uh, tunes and those sorts of notes um, yeah. uh, and and that's fine that's that you know it's, it's absolutely fine to have that position but it's in a minority now i think and even just going to pipe and live and celtic connections the two worlds sit very happily next to each other now like they both respect each other greatly and like you say gordon was as much a band competitor and an outstanding uh, band competitor and an mm. outstanding composer for band music uh, as much as he was you know all the bells and whistles and you know spanish guitars or whatever else he threw it he threw at the bagpipes you know absolutely so he, yeah. he lived in both worlds quite happily and i think that's that, that's definitely that's definitely there yeah oh for sure so if anything full disclosure for those listening to the show i still have yet to see the play so i'm just <laughs> as fascinated as everyone listening uh, we do have some listener questions actually that they had emailed into us whenever we were talking about the show um they were asking um is there actual bagpiping performances on the play yeah so uh, it, it is a play it is a theatrical play so mm-hmm. i mean i think I'll, i think we have had quite a few papers in certainly in australia actually more than uh scotland but we've had a few papers in who've come in expecting a gig like a full-blown uh, oh, see? Yeah. duncan extravaganza mm-hmm. music and they've, they've had quite a few before they've, they've got there and then they realize it's a it's a theater oh, play yeah. and the, the etiquette's <laughs> quite different for the two you know the two different forms of theater yeah uh, so it is a play but but it is a play about bagpipes and so you know there's there's definitely uh, bagpipe smatterings throughout the show and uh, not necessarily what you'll expect but I think that's the great thing about the show and that's why I'm still doing it you know two and a half years or three years after the last time I spoke to you, oh, there you uh, go. Is that it, re- it really isn't what people expect it really it, it takes people by surprise whether they're pipers or whether they're folk you know aficionados or not it, it surprises people and it continues to surprise me as well with how 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 people are really taken to it. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, if anything, we spoke about how the show has been winning awards all over the place, really this last while. Mm. And that kind of prompted another question then. Uh, Will the show be ever touring again outside of the UK? We know that you'd been to Australia and all all of that, but have you any plans possibly even to head to the U S or Canada? Yeah, I mean, we were we were invited back to Australia as, as soon as we went over there and won a bunch of awards and started to sell a lot of tickets. We were invited back the next year, but then you know, COVID hit and everything was sort of put on hold for a couple of years. So, mm. um, Australia is still um, very keen to have us back over there. Uh, we'll probably we'll definitely go back to Perth, I'd imagine. I mean, I'd like to see other bits. It's a big country. I'd like to see a few other bits Absolutely. as well. Yeah. And and I think we're we're really keen to um, find one of the New Zealand festivals as well. Um, there's theatres in in Wales and London, and uh, we're hoping to go over to Ireland as well. That would be the international, all that all that comes under the umbrella of the international tour. So I, I think we'll, I mean, every every time I try and make a plan for this play, the play has its own 
its own life, like its own decisions. And, I, and yeah. for the most part, I know it seems an odd thing to say, but for the most part, I just try and stay out of the way of it because people tend to come in and say, I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do this. And I go, well, that's not what I was expecting at all. So yeah, let's do that. There you go. Go <laughs> for so it. I just, sort of, I just sort of stay out of the way. And then, you know, whoever comes calling uh, and, you know, as the, the play grows and, and it just keeps growing and as it keeps growing, more people keep calling. So, so I, I have no yeah. doubts we'll be all over the place. And yeah, America, I, would, I mean, I'd love to go over there. I'd love to, I, I mean, I'd love to do all the um, the sort of, um, uh, you know, the big piping areas in Canada and America and things like that. But also in the equal way, I'd love to put it slap bang in the middle of New York City and like theatre Disneyland and oh, just yes. see how it, how it just see how it matches up there just this uh, our play about um you know our, our sort of bagpiping hero and just just see what just see what the, the i suppose the royalty of world theater make of it in the same in the exact same way as the london same way of doing it in london would have would have a similar interest to me there you go fantastic well i'm just going to for those watching the video at home uh we do have up on screen now all of the dates and everything but we've also shared that out on our own social media so uh yeah we have a full tour here starting at the end of may running through all the way to the end of october so you've got a whole year possibly full of dates here david yeah it's all there and there's uh there's a i can exclusively reveal there's a there's a few dates to be added one of which will be in glasgow and we're hoping to cross the t's and dot dies and get that uh out on social media very shortly so uh, oh, glasgow brilliant. will be added to that poster at, at some point in the future yeah there you are. and it's a and it's a really good one it's a yeah. it's it's the absolute perfect place oh, for it to be fantastic so then i have to ask then how has the reception been of audiences who are not piping fans and may not be aware of the story you know people who are coming in completely dry not knowing the story mm-hmm. at all how have they found it? I think that's probably been the most pleasing thing, you know, of the, the journey of the whole play, you know, which was really only happened because it was embraced by the by the piping community. It was first embraced by Piping Live and nobody else wanted it. And uh, Roddy, bless him, if it wasn't for him, we, we wouldn't really be here. And he took a punt in it. He hadn't seen it either. He was just going off the recommendation of a friend who saw it in a tiny little 40-seater theatre in London. And Roddy took it to Piping Live and, and Helen helped us out there as well. And then Celtic Connection took a punt on it. And only that starts the ball rolling for the Edinburgh Fringe, which I suppose is the first time where we're doing it for big audiences where the majority of the people aren't going to be pipers they're not mm. maybe not even interested in folk music they might not even be scottish or irish or you know or, or celtic yeah. at all mm-hmm. and um and i suppose the wonderful thing about the play is and and like you don't know i mean as much as i i you know i, I didn't go into this to write a play just for the piping folk i mm. i I, re- I wanted to write a play that everybody I wanted to see, regardless of your background, about you know a man with a lot of conflicts in his life, but also a man who you know, I, I felt should be elevated as as high as possible in terms of how how we talk about the history of pipe music and Scottish folk music. Yeah, uh, and yeah, I mean, just a, a, a wonderful um, mixture of people come to the Edinburgh Fringe, and and every time we go, we we opened on the Edinburgh Fringe in 2019 with four people at the first show in an auditorium that held 220 people, uh, which I think is, you know, for the Edinburgh Fringe, I think you have to pay your dues, as it were. And uh, yeah, yeah, we, we closed 
with that last week with 180 to 190 200s and selling out at the weekends so that and that's not piping folk you know that you know that no, is yeah and that is Edinburgh Fringe that is theatre land saying you should you know come and see this play and you should uh and you really enjoy it whether you like piping or whether you don't because actually the plays there's a bit of, of the play that's about piping as well it's about the bagpipes it's it's mm-hmm. about the to a certain extent the history and the musicality of the pipes and loads of stuff that people might not even know about the pipes and so there's a, there's a certain educational element i suppose to the play as well maybe yeah. that, it, that it's very fun because i, I like even very early on in the writing i think for the people that aren't aficionados of bagpiping in order to understand what gordon done mm. I, I was very aware that you had to understand what was there before yeah you needed that background so, yeah yeah absolutely yeah. so and then it was just a game of how interesting how funny um how charming uh how, how much fun can we have essentially i suppose um mm. teaching 250 people the bagpipes in in half an hour and then we'll get straight into the garden but after that That's and then go on an easy task no <laughs> no absolutely no absolutely no but the, the brilliant thing about it is, is essentially we spend the first sort of half and a bit of the play teaching everyone the bagpipes and and the rules and the regulations and what's expected when you play the bagpipes and then gordon turns up and breaks all the rules and and <laughs> i and, and i think in a weird way that works for the play as well because the play is very much um the audience go through that as well just just to see those rules broken and i think they then yeah. uh, they're then experiencing in some small way what we all felt i think at that time uh, with gordon and a few others who were who were breaking the rules and, uh, uh, and there's an excitement in that there's a real theatrical excitement in that Absolutely. Yeah. So whenever you were first thinking of putting the story together and putting pen to paper and actually writing it, uh, what do you believe was one of the kind of the biggest challenges? Was it that, you know, teaching people about the history of pipes or was it the actual story of how revolutionary it was? You know what I mean? What was the most difficult? Yeah. I I mean, I think uh, like I, I always wanted to write it. Well, I, I actually tried to get other people to write it first and nobody else wanted to write it. And then a very nice chap called, an actor friend of mine called John in London, um, I told him the story. He showed me the, the guy with the flames on his bagpipes playing Thunderstruck. And I was like, yeah. that, that's not Thunderstruck. And then I, I bent his ear for about 45 minutes on, on Gordon Duncan <laughs> and how nobody wants to write the play. And he just looked at me and said, well, I mean, you should write it. I, from, the mem- from the moment I decided that I was going to write this play, um, I was really passionate that I was going to see it through to completion, but I suppose the, yeah, the the I think the hardest part was getting other people to take it seriously, because yeah. I was I was always writing as a Mozart story, an Amadeus story. I don't know how you, well you know your theatre folklore, but mm-hmm. Amadeus is a play about Mozart, and Salieri is the one who is jealous of Mozart's talents. His rival. So I was all, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And and Salieri, for for one reason or another, is the only one that can see just how magnificent Mozart is. And yes. from 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 my perspective, going through theatre training and and uh, from my perspective, that's all I saw in Gordon Duncan was this Mozart, this Amadeus mm. story. And but but you know, a, a few different directors along the way. Um, I think for a lot of the time, they only saw the comic value in bagpipes. Not that there's not a comic value, but when you know when you're writing. Um, when you're trying to write Amadeus and someone else is um, trying to bring some Monty Python sketches into yeah, it, it's, I understand. It, was, it, was, mm-hmm. it wasn't quite the same for me. And and so for me, the hardest thing early on was really staying true to to how I felt about this moment and how powerful I, I 
really felt that it could be for everybody that wasn't a piper, for all those people that have no interest in bagpipes, that, they, yeah. that we could reach that moment in the play where we first hear Gordon uh, and experience, and in some small way, experience the magic of what that was, like for, especially for people that have no interest in bagpipes. If they get even a little sense of what that magic was like, you know, in the in the late 1990s for people that, that saw him play, then the play does its job. And and I mean, I, we're still here, you know, two and a half years after the uh, premiere. So I think the play, the play does its job and people get really excited. And you get these wonderful questions about Gordon. You get these wonderful, there's a, there's a bit we call uh, uh, the Amadeus moment, which is uh, a Gordon Duncan tune, but it, it follows a trend. It, it follows a, a trend of that Amadeus play and uh, and the amount of times people come up afterwards and say, "What is that tune called? And where can I get it?" And <laughs> and, and so they've obviously been affected by it enough to to yeah. to really to to really invest in Gordon and to really invest in you know even just googling him or googling the trust and and finding some music. And I, for me, that's that was the that was the goal the whole time. You know, aside from trying to write the most exciting piece of theatre that I that I had. Yeah, and, and I and I just hope that it that it was good because again, I, you don't know. I well, just, I uh, yeah, I have to say you're definitely hitting the mark. I think everyone that I've spoke to who have seen the show have been telling me, Rab, stop everything you're doing and go and book flights yeah. and go and watch this thing." So many people have fallen in love with the show. I suppose. Yeah, and uh, and and so many so many lovely contemporaries of Gordon as well. Mm, you know, yeah. fa- fans of the play and coming up. You know. Ross Ainsley's, you know, always kicking around when we're doing the play, and he actually sat in the blooming front row when we did the show, and that wasn't great. <laughs> anyway, yeah. And uh, Gary West and and people like that as well, and the trust have been yeah. to see it, and and that was um, an enormous privilege, and for them to come and see it, and and you know that had all sorts of different things going around my head when when they came, but they they um um yeah, I, I mean they they like the show, they love the show, and uh, they're happy. For it to continue and i think that's all i could ever ask from them they're just uh, magnificent and the, and the work that they do is absolutely amazing and, oh, and i saw yeah. your podcast about the trust as well and and uh yeah they're just absolutely fabulous oh absolutely they do outstanding work uh we've had the folks on from the trust before and i dare say we'll be having them back again yeah. for sure yeah so i have to say yeah you kind of already preempted my final question i was going oh, to say okay, here we go have you introduced many people then to Gordon's music as a result of this? And you have people asking oh, about it then. Yeah, and um, um, the the play, especially for people who, have, who, who, like I say, don't come from the background that we all come from. I think, uh, yeah, there's there's uh, for anyone that sees the play, I think uh, overwhelmingly uh, p- people go away with um, with it, you know a Google and might even download a few tracks and might even download an album or two. And I think, and for me as well, like there's a like I don't know what it's like, you know, across the water with you, but certainly in Scotland, sometimes not the best at at um, um celebrating the, our, 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 no. the great people in our culture. Absolutely. We have this bit of like yeah. cultural cultural cringe. The director Tom calls it. Mm-hmm. The two of us are quite passionate about just ripping up that cultural cringe and tucking it in a bin and just saying, look, we've got we've got great innovators, we've got great musicians, we've got great music, we've got a great national instrument that we should be incredibly proud of. Definitely. You know, and it's capable of capable of great beauty and great subtlety. And uh, and and Gordon very much was a, a huge light in making sure everybody knew that. 
and uh, the play, I suppose, tries to just um, um, pick up where he left off and, and continue that that trend. Oh, fantastic stuff. So then, just by way of closing then, by way of a shameless plug, if you are interested 100%. going to see the Thunderstruck play, and let's face it, you're going to have to at this point. Um, so yeah, you have ample opportunity. We have all the dates now up on screen if you're watching the video, but also you can check out all the dates we've shared out there on the Rab Show social media. Uh, but have you any points of contact then, uh, David, where folks can go and check you out and get tickets and stuff? Uh, yeah, I mean, each of the individual theatres have their own uh, have their own uh, dedicated ticketing hotlines. Uh, but you can certainly follow the play on Facebook, uh, Thunderstruck GD for Gordon Duncan, and that's mm-hmm. the same on Twitter, and that's the same. We've we've just got uh, an Instagram account, uh, just in time for people to tell me that no, you don't need Instagram, you need TikTok. So oh, <laughs> so, see, right. <laughs> <laughs> there's already too much social media in my life, so yeah, that's oh. that's enough. That's enough to be getting on with, I think. But yeah, Thunderstruck GD and uh, uh, all the social media bits, and um, and you'll be able to pick up. Uh, where the shows are and all the ticketing links from there. Perfect. So, David, can I ask you then, it's probably a really hard question to answer as a piper, okay. but have you got a particular favourite set of Gordons that stands out in your mind as being one of your absolute favourites? Uh, uh, it's a yeah, difficult well, one, Mike, isn't it? I mean, it, it is a difficult <laughs> one, but, the, but the, I mean, for me, there's the, like it's hard to avoid spoilers of the play as well. Oh, right, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, certainly that 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 um, Laureate Mornings track is, uh, I think, incredibly oh, yes. beautiful, mm-hmm. and uh, and and doesn't fall. I know people fall in love with the sleeping tune all the time, but there's just mm. there's just something uh, about Laureate Mornings that 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 doesn't follow, doesn't ever do what you expect it to do, but still has this sort of incredible beauty to it. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. I, I would have it. to agree. Yeah. yeah, it's a cracker. Yeah, that. But, I mean, uh, but but he's the sort of guy where you you listen to a different track and then you fall in love with that for a week and then you listen to your press time it. and then you fall in love with that for a week and you know and every time you pick up something else you're just like that's just absolutely fabulous. Yeah, that, that's my biggest problem. You know, as, as we're playing Gordon on you know the radio and stuff, it's like which one do I play? <laughs> yeah because they're all awesome so yeah that's my biggest problem at the moment yeah but there you go that's me complaining uh so david i have to say very best of luck for the this incoming year with the the tour and everything uh please keep up the great work i said i regret that i still have yet to see the show uh but i do hope to make plans and actually get to see it yeah Um, well just just let us know where where and when you are you have to just come up a week early for the world and Come and see us in Edinburgh. Ah, now you're talking. Now you're talking. You see? Yeah. (laughs) You you can see how theatre land behaves in August, as opposed to the piping world behaves in August. It's very similar, I have to say. Is it? (laughs) It's not quite a beer tent, but there are artist bars which follow a very similar trend. Everyone smells better, I would say. (laughs) (laughs) Not not the pipers smell bad or anything like that. Just 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 tend to put on far too much cologne. There's just like a cacophony of expensive aftershaves everywhere. Oh dear, I don't know. Our piping world, we have our own whiffs about us as well, I for sure. Oh, really? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> David, thanks so much for taking time to chat with us on the pod. And uh, yeah, if anyone has any questions, of course, you can always email us into the Rab Show here and we'll point you in the right directions. So thank you so much, David. Thanks, Rab. Great to talk to you. 
Ah, fantastic stuff. And if you are interested in more information on the Thunderstruck play, then do consider heading over and looking at all of their social media. Uh, they're on Facebook, Twitter, even Insta, like he says there. There's lots of information there. And, uh, yeah, there are tour dates, the length and breadth of the UK, to go and see this incredible show. And, uh, yeah, I've been hearing nothing but glowing reviews from it. And uh, it, apparently it's quite an emotional one. You know, it's not one that... You know, it's it's not a music gig. You know, you're not there just listening to a band slamming through tunes. It's quite an emotional journey. Uh, so, yeah, I myself am personally very, very interested in seeing this show, and I will make every effort that I can to go and see this. And uh, I hope you guys out there will do this exact same, indeed. Now, the tagline is that Thunderstruck will leave you Thunderstruck. Yeah, and that's the way it should be. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you, David, for taking time to chat with us here on the Big Rab Show podcast. And, yeah, we absolutely would love to go and see this show. Uh, so, yeah, we hope you guys out there will do too. Quite an incredible story, definitely worth sharing, and uh, one of which I dare say uh, will continue from success to success, you know. I dare say the awards will keep pouring in, indeed. Yeah, best of luck. Alrighty. That's it for this week's topic of the week. Uh, so, yeah, hope you guys managed to enjoy this week's pod, which is a little bit more slimmed down than previous, I suppose, with a shortened news section and everything. And, uh, yeah, this weekend we're back in competition here in the UK, of course. Uh, we're heading to Cookstown for the Mid-Ulster Championships uh, here locally in Northern Ireland. And then next week we're at the UK's, baby. The UK's! Can you believe it? It's the second major in the calendar already. That's madness. Uh, so, yeah, it seems to be like for a couple of years we were saying nothing's happening, no competitions, and now suddenly, bang, we're on our way into the second major. It's nuts. <laughs> a bit overwhelming, but there you go. Yeah, we're going to be in Cookstown this weekend, and, of course, we will be trying to cover everything from the Mid-Ulster Championships as best we can. Uh, so definitely head over there to our social media, The Big Grab Show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all that stuff, and we're trying to bring you all the action from the grass from the Mid-Ulster Championships indeed. Don't forget to tune in to the Big Rab Show TV tomorrow night, of course, depending on when you're listening to this, the 2nd of June, where we will be doing a live Big Rab Show TV all about the Costa Mesa games. Looking forward to that, bringing some real good tunes to there. That should be good fun, actually. Yeah, so, yeah, that's tomorrow night. And, yes, you guessed it, we'll be back again on Fuse FM next week, and we'll be back next week with another podcast. I know, each and every week we're here. It never fails, indeed. And we hope you guys can join us <laughs> as we try our best to keep this big old wheel turning. Indeed. Until next week, folks, we will see you all again. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rap Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Played by two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all the latest news and views from the piping world. And also check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be part of the Patreon faithful. So until next week, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best. 